When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 57th episode of Kimi and the Bird. I'm Kimi. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the duplicitous and mystifying Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove by Rati Meharotra. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book reviews work. We'll give you a little synopsis about the book, chat about the characters, and give our thoughts on the setting and writing style. And of course, we'll list our favorite things about Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove, and we'll end the episode with a rating of the book. Now, if you like this episode, or the show, or what we do, we'd love to have your support. Donating to Kimi the Bird helps us so much. It keeps the show running, aids with giveaways and other fun activities, and enables us to grow. If you're interested, you're welcome to click on the link in the episode description below, or visit our Venmo, which is also at Kimi the Bird. And now, on to the show. Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove is a wide fantasy told through the eyes of protagonist Kat Yanni. This book has a few kisses and no sex. Now, what is this book about, you're wondering? I'm sliding it over to Kami with a synopsis. Orphaned as a child, Katiani has sworn to protect the queen who saved her life by binding their souls, and thus is charged with guarding the heirs to the Chandala kingdom. But as political strife threatens to unravel peace, Katiani must escort and train with the two princes at an exclusive academy where monsters roam the outskirts, waiting to attack. But when Katiani's called back to court, her life is turned upside down. She will have to decide who she can trust amongst the men, the monsters, and the people she cares about. I ask myself every day, who can I trust amongst the <laughs> monsters, the men, and the people? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the protagonist in Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove, is Katyani, a.k.a. Katya. She's daring and defiant and isn't afraid to say what's on her mind even if it's not the right time. Having trained as a guardswoman for years, she's skilled both with a sword and her sharp tongue. What did you think about Katiani? I actually felt like Katiani had conflicting characteristics in her personality without a basis for it. In that, there were times where she was very mindful of being respectful and she was kind of like mom friend energy. But then with a different character, she'd be like this sarcastic, like, I don't know when to hold my tongue kind of person. And to me, that was just so on the opposite spectrum. But I didn't have a basis for it because it started out very early in the story. So, like, I kind of wish, like, the author had established her character just a little bit more before, like, putting opposing characteristics in her. Because I was like, well, is she this or is she this? Hmm. Yeah, with Kat Yanni, overall, I did like her as a character. I did I did like that she was a guardswoman, that she was snarky, that she wasn't afraid to speak her mind. She's kind of rebellious in that way. I appreciated that she felt a lot, but I wanted her to feel more. And I wanted her to... I wanted her to have a little bit more of an arc, a little bit more of a change, a realization. Something to maybe just broaden her character just a little bit. Because I do think she has that basis, kind of like that classic fighter, warrior, 
ascending basis, but I just wanted her to get to that ascendance a little bit more. But guys, let me tell you, she goes through it. And by it, I mean life. (laughs) (laughs) She suffers. And that's all I'll say. Yeah, she kind of does. Also in Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove, we meet Docs. He's righteous, stoic, and abides by the rules unless he thinks he can help the greater good or follow his heart. What do you think, Tay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so predictable. (laughs) So if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know I have a type. I love the stoic, silent, very thoughtful, but very almost withdrawn (laughs) male love interest. He also fits your physical attributes very well. (laughs) Again, very predictable on, on me. I did like that Dosk had morals and righteousness, and I liked that his righteousness was hot. That he wasn't so... E- I liked that he was willing to bend the rules, but only under circum- certain circumstances. Mm. That he was kind of a, a rebellious, righteous person when the time necessitated it. And though I do like his character overall, I mean, obviously he is my type. He does have that mystery to him, or at least that intrigue that makes you want to know more. Or you look forward to him being in the scenes. I do wish that he had maybe one outstanding trait or maybe even a goal to kind of separate himself a little, a little bit more as a character. Yeah, I honest, Kay, when I first read Doc's character, I was like, okay. I literally had like a checklist in my mind of like your type. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's stoic. Oh. He's strong. Oh, he's this. It was literally like dark haired, bronze skin, has gold somewhere in his character. (laughs) But I think you also kind of, I think one of the things that about Dosh that I think you might have liked was that he was very kind of righteous in the way like, oh, I can't look at a woman, you know? And I think that really endears you. (laughs) Celibacy. So in my head, like, I think I kind of saw him through your eyes for a second. And I was like, oh, Taylor's going to like him so much. (laughs) But I will say, I do wish that the author had, like, I honestly, I do agree with you in that. I wish he had a bit more of an arc himself. Because it felt like in the beginning, he was just there for a romantic interest instead of for the story. Let me tell you, though, when he first arrived on page, I was like, this is it. This is him. Look at him. Look at him being cool. Look at him being kind of cold. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, the first thing where he, we see him, I was like, oh, the younger brother who's cold and stoic towards people. How interesting. <laughs> Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove takes place in the country Barat and its territories. Though peace has been maintained for some time, secrets and past grievances will come back to haunt the royal transgressors. Dun, dun, dun! So what did you think about the setting? I like the concept. I like the concept of, like, a fantastical northern medieval India. Like, if you just, like, have that on paper, I would be very interested in that. I probably think that's actually what got me into reading this book. (laughs) Um, but the execution wasn't great in that I didn't feel like I was in a medieval India. 
And I know you've said this before in our podcast, and I think quite a few episodes, but you have this thing where if a character in a fantasy or an old time setting says things like modernly, it takes you out of the story. (laughs) Um, I didn't like quite understand what, like I understood what you meant by that, but I wasn't quite as affected as you were, but that really took me out of the story for this one. And so it was really hard to get into the setting because of the way it was written. So I just wish that there were just more like not taking out some more of the modern language to like make it really feel historical would have been a lot better. Yeah, I think for me, much like you, I do love the concept of this story. I think for me, the main thing was that I couldn't really place myself in the story. I had a really hard time knowing where I was and where countries were placed around me. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, wait, what's in the north? How close are we to this place? I just couldn't really, for some reason, bond with where I was. And with what you were saying about the modern language, (laughs) it's hard because I I feel like it's kind of hard to explain. But one of the ones I remember from this book, and it it always just pops in my head just because it's something I recognize. I I bet most people don't even notice. But one of the the phrases in this book was spill the beans. Oh. And it's hard because that's just such a modern catchphrase. You know, like that's something we say in this world all the time. And so when I see something like that in a fantasy book, it does take me out. And I think, too, that by kind of taking Spill the Beans, but taking it into a fantastical sense, could even just help the world building that way. Now let's move on to our next topic, the writing style. What did you think about the author, Rati Merotra? So if you've listened to the podcast, and I know we're saying a lot this episode, we're playing the classic hits. This episode, I guess. That's what we're doing. Anyways, I am not the best reader, which isn't to say I don't try. I I give it up my all, guys. (laughs) I really do. I try so hard to understand. And I felt like in this book that the way things were explained was a bit out of place and almost like kind of delayed. Like I would receive the explanation to something 10 pages after it's been introduced. And so then I'm kind of having to connect something back that I didn't understand in that moment, but then I'm getting it now, and so it's kind of hard for me to link them to link the two together. And I think the other thing for me with this book was that there were a lot of terms used in a way that it kind of felt like I was supposed to know what they were, but I didn't really have the context or even like the the exposition to understand what it was. Where I feel like it's something that could have been explained by a character or could have been explained just by the way that the descriptions were structured, but that it wasn't. And so I had a hard time kind of settling into the world and understanding these different pieces. But what about you? I think the, what could have made this book better is the way that it was written. Because her characters weren't bad. The setting wasn't bad. Like, her the story wasn't bad either, but it's just the way that it was written that really bugged me for actually a couple of reasons. I agree with you on the exposition. The way that she handled exposition was not great. And that it's the whole thing of like a lot of, she draws a lot from Indian mythology. So she uses those terms, but if you're not familiar with that, it's hard to like keep track of things. And there is a glossary in the back, but it's in the back. So you don't see it until you finish the book. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which we both learned. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. What was the other one? I had one more. I think I know what it is. Oh, what is it? So the third one for, well, another thing for me was pacing. Oh, my gosh. That's what it was. Was that it? Yes. Yes. The pacing was so strange. I was like, it was like she crammed so much. Because the book, I think, is like 330 pages or something like that. If she had made it a bigger book and it expanded on more things in the beginning than rather than the end, it could have been a way better book. Like, I didn't understand. Like, the pacing of it was just so strange. Now, if you like. Ravens. Night. Doves. Dawn. Guardswoman. Royalty. Monsters. Deception. Death. Sword fighting. Betrayal. Indian mythology. Academies. Magic. Soul bonds. Mangoes. Whips. And carriage rides that end badly, consistently. Consistently. This might be the book for you. This might be the book for you. It might be your next November read. Go to Barnes and Noble. Go shop around for a bit. Yeah. Maybe like read the first chapter. See what you think. Yeah. And then let us know. Yeah. Because we're always curious. Do you have the same opinion as us? A lot of people don't. <laughs> now, Tay, based on our unique rating scale of one to seven, one being literal trash and seven being fangirl mania, what would you rate Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove by Rati Meirotra? I'm going to give Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove a 4.3, which is a page turner on our rating scale. And the reason why I'm doing this, if you're wondering, which is probably why you're here, (laughs) (laughs) is because at, at this book's base, I really did like this story. You know, it does have political strife, political intrigue, betrayal, fighting, action. It has kind of that classic medieval beat that's interesting that you know and love and you read over and over again because there's just something about it. And I did like the characters. I felt like the characters were interesting. I liked their dynamics. I do wish they were expanded more. I do wish that sometimes maybe they were a little bit more consistent, but at their base, I did like them. So I think for me, majorly with the story, I did like it. I think I just wanted it strengthened a little bit more. Not necessarily developed, but maybe a little less in this book and then more in a sequel. And so that's why I gave it the rating that I did. But what about you? I was debating it the entire time you were talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was still listening, but I was like, while you were talking, I was like, oh, but that's true. Oh, but this. I was originally going to go with a 3.9. Oh. I'll bump it up to a straight four, though. Oh. I will go with a straight four because I did like the concept. I did like what she tried to do with the story in terms of like how things played out. I, I, and I did like her side characters. So I will give it a page turner. I will bump it up to that straight four. Thank you so much for joining us on Keeping the Bridge for a book recommendation episode about Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove by Rati Meirotra. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. Once more, if you'd like to support the podcast, just click on the link in the episode description. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we're going to spoilers and details about Night of the Raven, Dawn of the Dove. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh, happens. <laughs>